Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This is a podcast from Minute Media. All right. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast, the official podcast for the Viking Age. Dot com. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I am joined by Chris Shad, who is a contributor here for us at the Viking Age, as well as Zone Coverage, and bring me the news. So go check that out, too. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe and like this video. And if you already are subscribed, we appreciate you helping us out there. Make sure to also follow us on Twitter and Facebook and uh yeah, give us a follow and uh, keep so you can keep up with all the uh, fun Vikings takes that we have each week on here. I don't have any trivia or question or really anything. So, Chris, today, just, you know, how you doing? It's uh, mandatory minicamp is over. It's officially summer vacation for the Vikings. Do you have any, like, PSAs or any messages you would like for them to possibly hear if they're, they're listening or watching right now uh, about what to do or not do over the next six weeks? Don't get arrested <laughs> like that. That's what this season is. This is the don't get arrested season. Don't get arrested. Uh, don't blow your hand off with fireworks. Uh, is there anything else that I can say? Don't. Uh, I was going to make a Deshaun Watson comment, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> Jim Ross is in my head. Like, don't do it. Don't do it. Think of your family. Think of me. Think of your show. Don't do it. My God. No. Just uh, stay out of trouble to have fun. Just stay out of trouble. There's no need for a U-Haul full of fireworks to go to your cabin. And, um, (laughs) you know, so, yeah. When's the last time I'm trying to think of like the last person to get in trouble in the off season uh, for the Vikings. I can't remember. Was it (laughs) it Taylor Heineke stomping through the (laughs) trying to kick in a screen door? (laughs) Thought yeah. he was Stone Cold Steve Austin, just wanted to get the glass yeah. breaking. He's, what did he say? He was like they, they were going to the movies and they forgot their keys or whatever. I think that's what he what he said or whatever. So this reminds me. I'll tell this quick story. So when I moved into my current apartment, which is kind of like an older place, I had a whole bunch of friends come down, and one of our friends, I I joined a little bit late, so I mean I hadn't been drinking, but my friends have been drinking for a couple hours. And one of my friends had actually, he was starting to pass out at the bar. So I'm like, hey, I'll drive you home, whatever. I get him home. He's passed out on my couch. He's right in front of a window. Well, the rest of us walked because downtown Rochester is walking distance from my house. So 
everybody walks and this one guy walks and sees my friend on the couch, but both those doors are locked because I just moved into the apartment. So he's like, oh, this isn't funny, whatever. So he decides to lower his shoulder and go through the back door, which is made of wood. <laughs> so like me being inebriated at this point, go back and I see this splintered back door and lose my mind. <laughs> so yeah, t- Taylor Heineke, I feel you, man. I really <laughs> Hey, man, he was going to compete for that, that backup job, I think, uh, that year. What was that? 20, was that 2015? 2017, no, I believe. Because that would have been Case Keenum year. He was competing with Case Keenum. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Imagine and, how different that year is. Oh, my Case God. Yeah, and, and a lot of people, I think, argued at the time that like even even – the limited time that Heineke got, he was he played better in the preseason at least mm-hmm. than Keenum, and uh, the Vikings went with Keenum because he was the more experienced guy, the veteran. He didn't put his foot through any glass doors, uh, and it worked out. It like it an intelligence out. test, like, it worked. It, you... it was it was a good decision. <laughs> I would say so. Worked out okay. All right, let's move on to our our show today. Topic number one I got for you has to do with you know, maybe the Vikings. They're not really being talked about in the Super Bowl conversation, but sometimes the teams that aren't talked about end up being in the Super Bowl. Uh, this was the case for the Bengals last year, who in 2020 went 4-11-1. And then last season, they went 10-7. and I think they won the AFC North, and they uh, ended their season with an appearance in the Super Bowl. Uh, it was a close game, so they didn't get blown out or anything. Uh, now, the Vikings record last season was you know it was eight and nine so it wasn't as bad as the Bengals in 2020 but you know could you envision a scenario where the Vikings go on a 2021 Bengals like run and earn a spot in the Super Bowl next season well no because I'm more of an NCAA 14 guy (laughs) so like my energy is on getting the Gophers to the college football playoff um You know, I would be surprised if the Vikings got to the Super Bowl this year. And here is why. It's not a negative thing. But this is the same team we've had over the past two seasons that has not been over 500, that's missed the playoffs, and a lot of things. You know, we're going to season, what, five of unlocking Kirk Cousins? Like, this Mm -hmm. is, this is like Stranger Things where everybody, but everybody liked the first three seasons before it turned into like a slasher flick, I guess. So... We have that going on for us. We also have the same group of players who basically turned on Mike Zimmer midway through. And that's not to say Zimmer didn't bring it upon himself. But, I mean, this is a group that was every man for himself. And some of the players are gone. Like Bashad Breeland's out of there. That was addition by subtraction. But, I mean, you still got Garrett Bradbury as your starting center. Uh, Your Ed's rushers, like if Zadarius Smith or Daniil Hunter go down, you're screwed. You're resorting to... Patrick Jones and DJ Wanham as your edge rushers. Um, you have a secondary that's ma- a house of cards. Like we don't know how good Andrew Booth Jr. is going to be. He's still injured right now. Uh, Cameron Dantzler, is he good or did Mike Zimmer just hate him? Uh, Patrick Peterson, how much gas does he have? Like th- there's a lot of questions on this team and like there's no like real upside to it. So if the Vikings did go on a Super Bowl run it would be very surprising. It'd be like 2017 where we came into the season with these same concerns, 
but you had a group with a lot more upside because it was a younger roster mm-hmm. and lo and behold, they get to the NFC championship game. So that's kind of the way I'm taking it right now. Yeah. I mean, I mean, people were surprised when the Bengals made the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. So I think, you know, for them to go on a run like that, it would be surprising. I think they are, I will say this, I think they're capable of it, but I'm with you. I don't think it'll happen just because I think there's just too many pieces from the previous regimes that, that didn't make a run. What's what's up? If this team was, if this change was made in 2019, I could oh, say yes. Yeah. You know, after, after the new Orleans game, if mm-hmm. they, I, I mean, Kevin Stefanski, we don't know if Kevin O'Connell's as good as Kevin Stefanski, but I mean, that coaching change that switched from an aggressive kind of angry head coach to, uh, you know, a laid back offensive kind of guy that uses a lot of motion and stuff. I mean, yeah, that could have been the ticket right there. But Doesn't do research when trading for a player and giving him a 230 million guaranteed. Yeah. Um, the home of Deshaun Watson drive vibes, baby. <laughs> Yeah, I got. He deserves every I mean, freaking one of them. Like I don't know, maybe like sixty six of them. I'm yeah. I mean, Kevin Stefanski's got other problems right now to worry about. Um, but yeah, I just think they they are capable of it. But I wouldn't I wouldn't put money on it. Um, and you know, I think you predicted them to start zero and two. And if that happens, I also wouldn't sit there and be like, oh, the season's over. One because there's seventeen oh. games, and two, we've seen them start bad plenty of times and, and go on a run or they what were they one and five in 2020 and they won like five or six in a row um and they started five and oh and 60 in 2016 and then finished eight and eight so um I, I i just think they're they're they have the pieces to do to make a run i think health is going to be a big factor i think health of other teams is going to be a big factor the reason uh, let's not lie a big reason they were successful in 2017 was because Aaron Rodgers wasn't playing for a good portion of the season. Uh, so that helped them make it a lot easier in the NFC North and then have to see him in the playoffs or anything. Um, so, you know, it's going to be health. It's going to be how, how quickly do they adapt to the new defense and, and an offense. And then, you know, it, how good of a new coach is, is Kevin O'Connell and all that stuff. But I think they are capable, Would I'd be surprised. Yes. But, would I, am I going to sit here and be like, oh, wow, they defied the odds? No, I, I don't think it's, it's something like that. I don't think it's like a Bengals situation where like no one really envisioned that happening last year. But so if it's if it's not the Vikings making this sort of Bengals-esque run next year or, or a leap, you could say, then then who's a team that you maybe think could do that next season? And it doesn't have to necessarily be like, Okay, they they go make the Super Bowl, but you know they maybe they win their division and they make some noise in the playoffs. But they were and they were terrible last year. Who do you think is a team that has you know the the ability or the capabilities of making that kind of transition? I guess. Well, maybe you look at the Vikings and you could say that, but yeah. let's look at the two teams here. So, like Chris Boyd was talking about, like how everybody's assholes were tight last year, right? There like, wasn't a tight like asshole tight. on the Bengals last year. Like they're freaking kickers going out there to make a well, Trey Wayne's you know, kick. Well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> hang on. Like Evan McPherson's going out to kick a game-winning yeah. field goal. Oh, it's like, yeah. yes, we're going to the AFC Championship game. Here we rookie, go, right? Yeah, rookie kicker. Yeah. Like, could you imagine 
Mike Zimmer, like you better not miss this, or I got a yeah, shotgun. Yeah, he would not. He would, he would not be. We're doing in that Cincinnati. In We're only a short drive from the ranch, and I'll I'll make you watch Chicago PD, and then I'll <laughs> um like, and then you also, you know, I, I mean, look look at the Vikings here. You know, you have a head coach that is a member of the Sean McVay tree. You know, Zach Taylor for the mm-hmm. Bengals. Uh, Sean or, or Sean McVay. Uh, Kevin O'Connell for the Vikings. You sign a big-time pass rusher in free agency. Uh, Trey Henderson, who's 27 years old. Uh, Zadarius Smith, who is 32 with a bad back. Uh, and then you have a kind of a no-name defense outside of that. Like, I mean, some of the guys are, have name recognition on the Vikings, but they're yeah. kind of in old yeller territory where they take you out back and uh, Rob Rosinski sitting there with some termination papers like, hey, man, thanks for everything. We got to let you go. I don't know where you thought I was going with that, but um, <laughs> I can tell you one difference though between the Vikings and Bengals. Joe freaking Burrow, yeah, yeah, like that man. So his, let's go back to the Titans game, right? His headset to call oh, yeah. plays cut off, yeah. and like he's just like, nah, don't don't sweat it, guys. I got this. He's in the he's playoffs, pounded into the freaking turf. Like he's playoffs. he's about to get six feet under. He's like, nah, dude, I got this. Like. Whatever, yeah, it's it's just whatever. Like Kirk Cousins in that situation would be, be like a six year old at Target, just like, where's an adult? Where can somebody call my mom? Where's go- <laughs> like? So so to answer your question, I picked the Chargers, and I know they weren't as bad as the Bengals last year, but they missed right. the playoffs. They should have made the playoffs. But right. I mean, they have everything they do. They have from being a non-playoff team to a Super Bowl team. You have Justin Herbert. You have a loaded offense. You have, uh, you know, a defense that had Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson. Like, yeah. I'm excited to watch the Chargers this year because I think they're going to be really good. So I guess if you're looking for a team to make a jump from a non-playoff team to a Super Bowl team, that would be my pick. After I talked for a whole bunch, who do you have? Well, yeah, they could. I, I think they're going to be a lot better. It's too bad nobody will be there to watch them in their home stadium, but they should be uh, a lot better. Um, it is quite the task to have 17 road games on your screen. <laughs> yeah. They'd probably welcome a London game like, hell yeah, it's going to be neutral field. <laughs> for sure. So for last last uh, last year, well, the year 2020 or whatever, the Bengals won four games. And you look at teams uh, that – that were around that range last year. You have the Jets, you have the Giants, Lions, Panthers won five games, Texans, and Jaguars. Um, I'm gonna out of those that group. I'm gonna go with the Jaguars. Um, sure, because Doug Peterson, way in the NFL. Okay, maybe different college, but in the NFL, Doug Peterson is a way better coach than Urban Meyer, probably and a thousand times better person. Um, you know. What's what's what what is their quarterback's name? Uh, uh, Trevor wow, Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Wow, did I not know that? Uh, Trevor Lawrence. He, you know, he his stats on paper were not that good, but he played he played pretty well uh, last year. You know, given his circumstances, uh, you know, they have a bunch of playmakers on offense and defense. You know, on offense, they get the return of their running back Travis uh, Etienne this year. They signed Christian Kirk. They have Marvin Jones. Uh, they have they signed Brandon Scherf uh, to their offensive line, which should help them out. You know they have Josh Allen's a, a great young pass rusher. You got Shaquille Griffin in the in the secondary. You know 
uh, I almost forgot to mention they have Laquan Treadwell. Um, so you know, I like I said, I don't I don't know if they're gonna go on like a Super Bowl run, but I could see them surprising some people next year. You know, winning the division or sneaking in, you know, as a wild card team because I I just think Doug Peterson is a really good coach, and you know things for whatever reason crumbled there with the Eagles at the end. Um, but I don't think he ever had like a season where it was like, oh, this guy's terrible. Like he's 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 Urban Meyer or whatever. So if if there was a team that's gonna make that jump, I would I would that that was terrible last year. I would put my money on on the Jaguars. What do you think? I like the Jaguars. Plus, they play in a bad division. You yeah, know? yeah. So I mean, I think the Titans are gonna be like the anti Bengals, where they were the number one seed last year, and now yep. they're gonna fall off a cliff because who do they have? Derrick Henry, and then Derrick Henry's twenty eight years old. <laughs> Yeah, and just traded, you want to talk uh, about what? old Yeller territory? They just traded AJ Brown. Yeah, yeah, and they replaced him with Traylon Burks, who is dealing with asthma. Not his fault, but he's not yeah. AJ Brown to begin with. And Robert. So, Woods. yeah, coming off a torn ACL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but their coach mm-hmm. shows up to the draft with a hat that says "Run the Ball," and they draft yeah. Asan Haskins of all people. Okay, I don't know. I feel like Vrabel is one of those coaches, though, that like. It doesn't matter what players he has on the field. He's going to figure out a way for, for them to win. He's he's just sure. been able to do that his whole career. So I wouldn't be surprised if they were still in the, the mix for the division there. I think everyone's assuming the Colts will win that, but you never know because Matt Ryan hasn't done much in the last few years. So let's not put money on that either. No love for Dan Campbell, though? <sighs> no. <laughs> no. That's the as one team as, in the But division, Jared Goff he, is his quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, like I would I take even I think a right. thousand uh, DeAndre Swift. You want to yeah. talk about forgetting people? I think ninety nine <laughs> out of a hundred people would take Trevor Lawrence out of over Jared Goff just next year. Oh yeah, but so I don't know. I'm not. Oh uh, yeah, did, no. I, I think the Lions will be I better. I almost want to see the Lions succeed for Dan Campbell and Dan Campbell yeah. only. I that guy is be like Homer Simpson running the power plant, or like Mike Tice getting hired to coach the Vikings for three or four <laughs> years. Just like a guy who like, yeah, I got some plans. Let me tell you about all of them. We're going to throw it to Randy Moss as much as possible. Yeah. You, you could try and stop it, but whatever. Great start. Great start, Mike. Um, <laughs> on the flip side, this hasn't happened in a long time. Speaking of Mike Tice, uh, how surprised would you be if the Vikings finished with less than six wins next season? Ah, uh, very. Because, I mean, just looking at their schedule alone, this kind of, you know, they would either need a big injury, like Kirk yeah. Cousins getting hurt, yeah. like Sean Mannion has to start the rest of the year. Justin Jefferson. Or, uh, yeah, or Justin Jefferson. Or like a natural tank, as Matthew Collar calls it, where like yep. Harrison Smith, Eric Kendricks, all those older guys that I was talking about dive off a cliff, and you're just like, uh, okay. But their schedule, I, I mean, they play Detroit twice. They play Chicago twice. That should be four wins, three or four wins right there. Then you have the Jets and Giants at home. The Vikings should be able to win those games. So that's six wins right there. And the rest are a bunch of 50-50 games. Yeah, you play some good teams. Like maybe you got a lesser percent chance in Buffalo. I'm not going to get into Steiner math here. But, you know, there, there are some winnable games. So, yeah, if they finish with less than six wins, I would be 
floored and excited at the same time because then we finally get that scorched earth rebuild that some of us believe they should go on. But you hope so. <laughs> we thought I'm that was not hoping. Happen. I'm not hoping for no, no, a no, no, no. Season, I'm saying, but I'm yeah. I'm saying we hope if that happens, we hope that happens. But we thought that was going to happen this year. We thought they were going to. They cleaned house in the front office and coaching staff. We thought that was right opportunity to clean the roster too, but they didn't. Yeah, this was not the off season we dreamed of. Like, let, let's put it that <laughs> way. Like, we much would have rather had them trade guys for picks and then we would like, like them the to Eagles be the Bears. Doing, we want what the Bears are doing. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, I'd be very surprised too. I just think there's too there's too many playmakers. Yeah, a lot of people would have to get hurt for them to do terribly. I think I looked it up and they've only finished with six wins or less six times since 1991, which is not a lot. They're either decent um, or above average and they're mad. slightly super like 15 and 1, 98. 2009, 13. I think did they win 13 or 12 games in, in 09? I think they won 12. 12. And then 13 in 2017. Um, but yeah, things just, they just have, would have to go extremely wrong. Uh, you know, they wouldn't be able to understand the new offense. The defense would just be way worse than it was, which <laughs> I think is kind of a possibility uh, defensive wise uh, because once, I think I mentioned this on the last episode, Ed Donatelle, he's not like, his boss is a great, great mind, great defensive mind, Vic Fangio. Uh, but no one's like, no one ever associates Ed Donatello like, oh, he's like Wade Phillips or like the Bill, another Bill Belichick or whatever. Like, it's it's Ed Donatello. He's been a defensive coordinator before, but I would put, I'd kind of put him and Mike Pettin on like the same level where like they've had success, but are they some of the greatest defensive minds in the league? Yeah, probably not. Um, who will be the worst team in the NFL next season? I got a list of six a list. A list. Six. Not the list of Jericho, but a list nonetheless. <laughs> you just made the list. Um, speaking of which, I, I'm just throwing this out here. Did you see Aaron Rodgers' new girlfriend uh, apparently is a witch, which is not to be confused with a wizard. Right. Chris Jericho is a wizard. And I'll throw a fireball at your face. I didn't know. I didn't know he had a new there. girlfriend because I don't care about it. Yeah, her her name actually is Blue of Earth. I'm not joking. Like what? That is what? her name. <laughs> what is going and her on? Instagram is a tweet or uh, treat, not tweet. That's a different platform. But uh, is, this, is it real? Really? It is, it is real. Uh, like go check go out her. It, I cannot repeat what she said on her he, Instagram. Story, he better go. But, um, he better go on Pat Mac. Let's just let's will, just say Olivia Munns had a different story than she did, uh, yeah. as far as Aaron Rodgers goes. But um, let's let's stop. He that right there. he better go Where's, on Pat McAfee. They're gonna they're gonna make fun of him so so bad so bad. Bring her along. He, oh. Pat, ask your questions. Yeah. All right. Worst <laughs> team next season. Worst Who's teams. I'm sorry. Uh, my list. The list of Shad Texans. Falcons, Panthers, Seattle, Sets, Chicago. I think the Texans are the front runner to be the worst team in the league because, oh my God, they have nobody there. Um, they have Derek Stingley Jr. and no receivers and Davis Mills, who has a ridiculously long neck. Um, oh, they just signed Chad Beebe, though. Oh, God. <laughs> Playing the parade. 
the Falcons, you know, the Falcons aren't far behind for me because they're in the same situation. They have even less players. Like they got Cordero Patterson, um, but Tyler be, Algier, It should be fun to watch. I think, I think they should be fun to watch, though. I think the Falcons. Yeah, Drake London, who sounds like a bad indie wrestler. <laughs> so He's a, that's a NXT, that's a that's a name they give to someone who comes from NXT and goes on SmackDown. That's t- totally a name. You're now you're now Drake now. Oh shoot, that's copyright. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have I have the Panthers just because Sam, Sam Darnold is terrible, and for some reason he's still their quarterback. I think there's kind of holding out hope that something's still going to happen with Baker Mayfield. Um, they just don't want to pay him for whatever reason. Like, I don't like Matt rule. If you're bad next year, you're fired. So what, why don't you want to pay for, you know, Baker Mayfield? I'm sure actually he does, but the GM's probably like, no, we don't, we don't want to do that. Um, and then, yeah, the Seahawks, cause Drew Locke and Geno Smith are your, <laughs> your, your quarterbacks. Um, Drew you know, Lockett Bobby, rap though. Bobby Wagner's gone. You know, DK Metcalf and, and Tyler Lockett are still there, but who is throwing them the ball? I think DK Metcalf Metcalf, we're gonna hear a lot about him being like he's gonna be like probably like trade block, trade deadline talk all next year. Um, but I think he's he's kind of hoping for a new deal nah. as well. So yeah, Seahawks. Panthers. I'm hoping it's not the Texans because I kind of want them, you know, because karma. I don't want them to get rewarded for all the garbage that they've been doing the last two years. It's not even just the Deshaun Watson stuff. It's the the coach that they hired basically as a placeholder for for Josh McCowan, and then you know, Dolphins got sued, and they're like, "Oh shoot, we can't make him the coach, so we have to make Lovey Smith the coach, who's yeah. going to be just a maybe a placeholder for two years." Um, yeah, I just, I hope they don't, I hope Davis Mills like goes off and they finish like seven and 10 or something. A friend of mine, uh, actually texted, he's like, man, they've recovered from the Tunsil and, uh, Hopkins trade nicely. They're going to have four and five. Like who says no to that? And I go, the Browns, Yeah, the Browns definitely say no to that right now. Yeah. I'm just like, ah, can we get our pick back? Yeah, Yeah. 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 All right. Moving on to our next topic, which has to do with current Viking center, Garrett Bradbury, still on the team. Uh, one year left on his contract. They did not pick up his fifth-year option, which I think uh, is a kind of a message to, that uh, you haven't been playing so well, son. So, uh, you know, maybe maybe do better this year. Uh, but he was asked the other day, I think after a minicamp practice, you know, if he would like to re-sign with the Vikings when his contract expires in 2023 and here's what he said he said absolutely i love it here in minnesota me and my wife do this is an unbelievable locker room and i think you know with this coaching staff it's pretty easy to buy into what these guys are selling all right um i guess kind of you know not buy or sell but like how well does bradbury have to play in 2022 to earn a new contract from the Vikings in 2023. I think he's just got to be adequate. Yeah. Honestly, because so the Vikings have cap issues, right? So if he's anything decent, like the Vikings are going to get him at a lower number than that fifth year option would have been, because I I don't know the exact number. What do you think so? Something. Well, if he's at it, if he's okay, what did Mason Cole, what did Mason Cole get this year? 
He got a good amount. I forgot of about that. The Steelers. <laughs> yeah, five five million up. per. Was that what it was? Yeah, Three fifteen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, you right look that up. I'll, I'll yep. finish. Okay. Yep. So I mean, I'll finish my answer. So if he plays adequately, I'm sure the Vikings would offer him a contract. I just, I don't know. I think the writing's on the wall. I have a hard uh-huh. time believing, even if he did gain weights, like he's at three ten now. He said, I don't think it matters. Like beef and ice cream. I can, I think I can gain weight. Yeah, I can gain weight too, drinking beer and ice cream, and like you know, that's not going to make me stronger. That's his biggest problem. He just, he he's just not strong enough. He's why he probably beat me in an arm wrestling contest, but why did it take him until year four to put on weight? Like, did did the other regime not want him to be heavier because they, that that could have been possible? Remember, White Davis want, showed up out of weight and they mothballed yeah. him an entire year. Well, and he just might not be good, but. Well, they ran a different different concept. Like, does I think mm-hmm. that the zone concept they wanted. I feel like they wanted more athletic guys. Like they drafted Brandon or not Brandon Brian O'Neill. Uh, Ezra Cleveland's more of an athletic type. Um, so maybe they didn't want him to be heavier, which wasn't really helpful for him, especially because he's a center. Like, what? How many times is the center going to be like the lead guy out there? You know, blocking for a run. Um, but yeah, maybe he didn't want to. I think, me personally, he could be an All Pro next year, and I still would want the Vikings to move on from him because, one, this is a contract year. This happens a lot where guys are like, "Oh, like my job's on the line. I have to play better than I've ever played before." They they do that. They get paid, and then they go back to pooping their pants uh, like they did the rest of their career. So. I don't. I don't really care what he does. For the Broncos did that, where yeah. he was awesome during yeah. COVID year, and then they paid him, and he sucks now again. Matt Khalil. So, yes, yes, yeah. Matt Khalil. Um, speaking of first round stuff, <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh man, um, pizza chain owner. Um, yeah, I just don't think there's anything to to me. It might be different. Uh, it's going to be different for the Vikings, obviously, but I, I just think like. I don't think there's any upside to keeping him, uh, you know, because you could draft someone, you could sign someone that could be just as good, if not better, because I think the bar with, when it comes to Bradbury is pretty low. And I know O'Connell and one or whatever is they've all talked him up. Like there's a reason why he was a first round pick. And uh, that's nice of him to say that. That's just that's the, just the kind of guy that O'Connell is. He's not he's not Mike Zimmer. He's not going to be like, oh, Garrett Bradbury. He's not been too great these last few years. Like, remember when he um, was like the owners' meetings or something, and he just destroyed Xavier Rhodes for no reason. Um, I think it was like after his his All Pro season, or maybe it might have been the year after. And he's just like Xavier's got to stay on the field. He's just always limping off with injuries and stuff. And it's just like. What? <laughs> it's you're you're drinking orange juice and eating eggs. Wrong. Like, <laughs> he wasn't, but like I don't see the this I don't see this current regime ever doing anything like that, no. which is good no. and bad. Um, but sticking with this theme, Bradbury, I would you know right now we could say he's a a bust draft round draft bust. He's a first round pick. Uh, but you know, to you, who are your five worst Vikings? First round picks. So I guess top five list. Five worst Vikings first round picks since two thousand and ten. Do you want me to start from five, or do you yeah, want? Yeah, do me that. To... Do that. Do that. I don't All have right, any cool so sound five. effects for each each one, but you know you can do it. 
That's fine with me. Uh, number five. I'm just trying to add because I have six names because I'm really smart at counting, I guess. <laughs> number five, I would go Mike Hughes. Okay. Or, okay, I, I'll go 5A and 5B. Mike Hughes okay. and Jeff Gladney, same position. Uh, I, I was reluctant to say Jeff Gladney yeah. just because of the circumstances, RIP, but he wasn't very good in 2020. And yeah. then on top of that, to have your first round pick, get kicked off the team, even though yeah. he was found innocent. I should uh, mention that. Not guilty. Not guilty. Not guilty. Sorry. He was found not guilty. So, yeah. you know, it, it's just not a good look. Mike Hughes as well. A lot of that was outside of his control. That knee injury was pretty yeah. nasty. So great start. I mean, you got to do a great start. Mike. Hughes. Yeah. He, like. he just never was the same player after that knee injury. He was okay with the chiefs last year, but he wasn't a lockdown guy that the Vikings no. thought they were getting there. Uh, number four, I'm going to go with Garrett Bradbury. Um, mm. You know, the guy gets knocked over by a stiff breeze. I think he's terrified. <laughs> he, he's going to like go to a bathroom late at night. And Nakeem Hicks is going to kick down the door. Be here for pancakes at three 15 AM sharp. Uh, type of thing. So, mm-hmm. and plus, you drafted a center in the first round, which is mm-hmm. hilarious. Mm-hmm. Number three, Laquan Treadwell. We were mm-hmm. all excited to get him. If you go on YouTube and find the reaction video of the Treadwell pick, it's freaking hilarious because people are like making out in the crowd and jumping up and down <laughs> and kissing babies and stuff. And it's great. Uh, number two, Matt Khalil. He was supposed to be a 10 year starter, Joe Thomas like thing. First year went very well. Then the knee injury started. Then he was stealing people's hats. Like I mentioned, uh, got paid, got kind of lazy. Didn't really like football. That's something you should probably research before you make him the fourth overall pick in the draft. So there is that. And number one, without a shadow of a doubt, I'm probably getting blocked on Twitter by his wife. I don't follow oh, yeah. anyway. Christian I already am. Ponder. Because yeah. my that that pick just from the start. I sat there and I was like, okay, that's your guy. Go ahead if that's yeah. your guy. But no, it it just never worked. That athleticism never translated to the field. So good guy. Really, Seems really like a really good guy. But nice guy. Smart guy. Yeah. I think he had like two degrees or whatever from Florida State, graduated early or something. Uh, I have all same five players, but mostly different order. So I have number five. I have Mike Hughes. So that's that's one similarity. Yeah, his career got off to a good start. Got hurt. And just, yeah, hasn't been the same. Um, number four, I have Matt Khalil. I gave him number four because he was a Pro Bowler. Year one. Yeah. He went to the Pro Bowl 2012. I will give him that. Doesn't mean he's not a bust, but he went to the Pro Bowl. Number three, I have Christian Ponder. Number three. Because, you know, Adrian Peterson was the main reason they went to the playoffs in 2012. But Christian Ponder was still there. He could have messed it all up. But he, they got to the playoffs with him as the quarterback. So I will, I will give that him number three. Number two, I have Garrett Bradbury. He's just been terrible. He hasn't Mm -hmm. been good as a rookie second year, third year. He's been bad every year. So he's number two, and number one is Laquan Treadwell because he also was terrible. Uh, I think he had worse numbers with the Vikings than Troy Williamson, who is regarded. I was going, yeah, I was by, going to ask who is worse. 
Treadwell. Like Treadwell. Williamson had way better numbers than 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 Treadwell. Like that's hard to do. That's hard to be bad. Like, and he's a receiver, and the, his biggest thing was like he couldn't separate from coverage. I don't know if he can now. I I doubt he can. But like, you have to be able to do that to play receiver because he's not a deep threat. He's he like a four seven. Um, but that yeah, it, it wasn't good. Uh, I think they wanted him to pair him with Diggs, uh, and Thielen ended up taking his spot, and uh, they never looked back. So, Treadwell, you are my number one bust since 2010. Not ever in Vikings history. There is a very easy pick to make for number one ever. Um, someone who didn't even practice at training camp. So, uh, I got I got a list numbers. here. Yeah, I, I did go back because I was just curious since 1998 because that's when I started paying attention okay. to it. We got uh, we got Troy Williamson. We mentioned him. Uh, we got Kenechi Deza, which mm-hmm. he got did leukemia. He have, did he have cancer? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he. So I mean, it wasn't really his fault. It's like I said, it's like Gladney. It's it's still a bust technically because he didn't get anything from him. Uh, Chris Holvan, Demetrius Underwood, like you mentioned, huh. Asmus James, who according to a friend of mine. The day he got cut, went out to the club. Mm. And at this club, nobody knew that he had gotten cut. Uh-oh. So he told the DJ to let everybody know that he was in the building. Oh, boy. So, you know, they're playing a song like, yo, 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 look at this. We got more Minnesota Viking in the building. <laughs> and he's just like living it up for the last night of his NFL career. So, uh, yeah, Rasmus James, man. I think uh, Udeze is a coach at like USC or something now. I think he's he's back doing some coaching, which is which is good for him. Um, yeah, just uh, lots of not not first round picks, not not the greatest in in Vikings history. I think you know you got some Randy Mosses and Justin Jefferson and Harrison Smiths, but overall, not that good <laughs> in Vikings yeah. history. Um, all right, let's move on to our final topic, which is, you know, mini mandatory mini camp. I think their last practice was on Wednesday and they had like a, a team thing. I think I heard it's a barbecue that they did today. At a what do you TCO. think is on the menu? Like probably some pulled pork. Gotta have some pulled pork, right? Some ribs. Yeah. Chicken burgers, probably some bratwurst. Don't have Kirk cook them. That's no, no. Don't do that. He'll probably be. He'll probably be hey like. Guys, the I can. I can do. I can bring yeah. some steak. I can no, help no, out. No, don't worry, man. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry. I bought. I brought paper plates. Um. Yeah. He <laughs> don't let him near the grill. Oh man, did you watch his mic'd up and his just super super dad energy of just like talking about the wind and like whoa look at that plane like flying by. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. It's just super super dad energy from Kirk Cousins. Nothing. <sighs> Expect nothing less. All right, let's look back at the Vikings offseason because it's pretty much over now. You know, now we just have to wait until training camp. So, looking back on this offseason, you know, where do you think the Vikings improved the most this offseason? Um, I said they improved most with the atmosphere in the building. It's not an on the field thing, but um, just getting Mike Zimmer out of there, getting that whole kind of 
stuffy. It, it was like opening a window. You know, it was a breath of fresh air. Getting Kevin O'Connell in there, somebody who uh, wants to pay attention to both sides of the ball and work with his quarterback, uh, do a lot of those things. Yeah, I think you know hiring him was a pretty big move. Even though I think maybe they're throwing a little too much on the plate, but the atmosphere was something that was needed in this building. So to add him, I know they didn't make splashes in free agency. They make splashes in the draft. I think the place where they most improved was with the atmosphere at TCL performance center. Yeah, that's fair. They got rid of, I mentioned, I don't know if you heard me that, but getting rid of Sugarman was probably a good idea as well. Didn't sound like he was the (laughs) greatest guy in the world. Spite, you know, buying everyone donuts every weekend. That's um, a good way to endear yourself, though. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you uh, screwed up my knee. Here, here's the donut. Oh, hey, okay, thanks. The guy who's trying to keep you healthy is probably <laughs> not good that he's buying you donuts uh, every weekend. Um, so, yeah, I would agree with like, you. Are we still doing Donut Club? Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> no we're not. <laughs> I, uh, they might, they might do something different now. Um, I would agree Kale with you. I, I put that they improved their daily happiness. Um, sure, but as as sure as as far as on the field though, I I would like to believe that they've Im- they're improving to a much more modern offense and just a more modern style of of running a team. Because so I think if anyone's been reading about what's been going on at, at minicamp and OTAs, there's like it things are super lax. Like they they realize it's OTAs and minicamp. We don't want anyone to get hurt. So we don't need to go full speed and, you know, get guys hurt because it's June. Uh, We don't need anyone to get any tweaks or anything and, you know, have it turn into a season long thing. So I think just they have a much more modern approach to to what they're doing right now. And I I think that's that's a good thing, whether it's it turns out well for the, the current roster or a future roster. I think they're heading in the right direction as far as their their coach and, and GM and the way that they think. It's more of a up-to-date kind of style of thinking. What aspect of the Vikings got worse this offseason? This is weird. This is really tough because I don't yep. think they got worse like anywhere. Like, yep. they didn't get better, but they didn't get worse. Mm-hmm. Is it, So, I mean, it, so the one thing that I think they maybe got worse was their cap situation because okay. they, they took a little bit off. They kind of kicked the can down the road again. Yeah. But I mean, there, there's nothing this off season that I could point to what the hell are you doing? Because even so, if this doesn't work, Vikings could shed payroll like that. Like Quasi could yeah. just be like Thanos and all right, Dalvin cook, Kirk cousins, you know, Adam Thielen, all of you are gone. We're going scorched earth and rebuilding this thing, yeah. which I don't think they'll do because he's only got a four-year contract. So, right. um, it's so hard to gauge this team. You can't, mm-hmm. I mean, you can't be like, oh yeah, they're like you said, it would be a shock if they won less than six games this year. Cause this yep. is the same team. Like baseline's gotta be seven wins. But also a shock if they make the Super Bowl, which is not, Correct. you don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to be in the middle <laughs> Yeah, that's There's not no where you want to be. extreme outcome. Or There's no benefit. Like There's no benefit yeah. of that either. Like it's not helping anybody. Um, position wise, I would say tight end, just because of Tyler Conklin leaving. Mm-hmm. He was pretty solid for for the Vikings last year. And Irv Smith, say what you will about his potential, but you can't argue that he doesn't have a bunch of question marks. 
uh, surrounding him as far as when he is supposed to break out, his injury. Like, I think he's back to working on the sideline now. Um, and, you know, Johnny Munt doesn't uh, excite too many Johnny people. Johnny freaking Munt to you. Johnny freaking Munt. Johnny freaking Munt. Doesn't excite too many people. Um, and this, just overall, I kind of agree with you and just keeping aging past their prime players, you know, probably isn't the best strategy. I don't mind them bringing someone back like Patrick Peterson, signing him to a one-year deal. I do mind, you know, giving Adam Thielen a pay increase when he hasn't had a thousand yard season in two years, you know, giving Harrison Smith a boost when uh, he is what, 32, 31. He's not mm-hmm. getting any younger. Like we might've seen the best of him already. So, and obviously the cousins extension. So, uh, yeah, just like, like you said though, it's, it didn't get like super bad anywhere, but they didn't get a lot better anywhere either on the field, you know, roster wise. Um, all right. Final question. So six weeks, seven weeks, start training camp. What is the biggest question about the Vikings that you would like to see answered in training camp? Well, it's not going to be answered in training camp, but I want to know what's different with this team. Yeah. Like what does the offense look like? What does the defense look like? We'll see a little bit of things, but they're not going to unveil the entire playbook at TCL TCO TCO performance center. Um, It's going to be a really, I don't know. Like the Rams don't show anything during their training camp. They don't even play anybody. No. So, (laughs) so like we, we won't know a lot of the thing. We're going to see a lot of Sean Mannion, I guess. And Kellen Mond. Throwing picks, yeah. Throwing a pick. Uh, yeah, I think my That's biggest question thing about that though. Is, um, Kevin, o- can Kevin O'Connell convince Kirk Cousins that it's okay to make mistakes out on the field? You no, know, can he turn Cousins into a bigger risk taker? Because you know, I don't think Cousins should be worrying about like, oh, if I make this mistake, I'm not going to get paid anymore. He makes a few money. Like, why does he care that he throws an interception? Who cares, man? Like, it doesn't that matter. thing, like you like, mentioned. Like, he doesn't. It doesn't matter. Um, the Notre Dame student section chanted, Kirk has a uh, <laughs> interception problem, Adam. Yeah. Kirk has Just, an interception problem. Yeah. Kirk has an interception. Just, I don't get it, man. Like, you, you are one of, you've made the most money out of any player in NFL history. And you're still like, you know, what if I, what if I throw an interception? You know, what are they going to think about? Who cares? Like (laughs) people already have like so many different opinions about you because he's just a a doofus. Um, A good, a good way. He means no harm, but he's just got super, super dead energy. And he always has his entire life. But like, we got to see if Kevin O'Connell can just like break through and just be like, Kirk, just, Throw, make the throw make the throw who cares and and part of that i don't know if part of that was because we heard mike zimmer say last year at times like kirk's got to be more aggressive he's got to make those throws and not worry about interceptions but you know was was mike zimmer still going to be he could say that in the media but is he going to be like when he does throw a pick is he gonna is kirk gonna come back to the sideline and, and is mike gonna be like oh it's okay you tried no he's not he was gonna curse him out <laughs> um <laughs> What are you 
Maybe that was part of the reason where Kevin O'Connell is a former quarterback, you know, former offensive coordinator, coordinator. Maybe he'll be more understanding being like, you know, I understand what you thought you saw, but, you know, maybe let's try it this way at a different time. And just, just, you got to get it. He's got the talent. He just got to, he needs help. And, you know, the mental aspect, that's, that's what he needs. And we got to, he's had so many different coaches. He's had Sean McVay. He's had Gary Kubiak. He's had, Kyle Shanahan, Kevin Stefanski. Nobody's been able to break through to this guy for him to just get to the top of what he's capable of. Can Kevin O'Connell do that? And like you said, probably not going to be answered in training camp. So, got anything else? No, six weeks of uh, waiting around now, but we got a plan. We got a plan to kill the time, watch some old games. Yeah, it's the greatest yeah, we'll be, day of my life. Yeah, we'll be we'll be yeah we'll be talking about some old games the next couple of weeks. Maybe we'll keep track of whatever news happens. Make up some stuff probably. Maybe we'll don't maybe get we'll arrested. Even, maybe we'll even whatever we'll you try do. and interview some people to just kind of generate some more discussion. We can try and do that too. Um, but yeah, this that's it for today. It's all we got. Make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and like this video. And uh, until next time, which will be on Monday, Chris and I talk to you later. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.